This is Danny Wynn, and this is Nearly Clickbait. We are finally back. I am here with my other new special project director, Mason Allen, and with our two guests, Jack Stedron and Shamit Tapuwala. Okay, yeah. welcome, welcome. So, since we're having all new people with us today, including the other special projects director, Mason, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, hello everybody. My name is Mason Allen. I am the newest Special Projects Director of the 2021 season, if you want to call it that. Uh, this is my first time on the podcast. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, I'm i a sophomore at MSU studying mean information, and I have been a part of Telecasters since last spring. I joined a tricky time during the um, online season of MSU, and I currently a part of Turn, Sideshow, and Beaumont, as well as volunteering at the Impact radio station. Yeah, I am. My name is Shama Tobiwala. I am a senior right now at Michigan State University. I joined Telecasters last fall, and I am in Beaumont and um, Turn and Sideshow. Hi, everybody. My name is Jack. I am a junior at Michigan State University. I am studying the uh, Media and Information uh, program, and this is my first year in Telecasters where I actually have the time to do something because I joined. Uh, I joined the show. I was like in like the the Facebook Messenger group me, but um, I had worked. I gotten a job at uh, Wilson Hall, and I had not. Um, I had no time to be able to work with the show, and I uh, didn't know how to uh, exit the group. So, uh, I ha- this is the first time where I've actually had time to uh, join Telecasters, and right now I'm working with uh, Sideshow. Um, where I'm actually uh, working as um, alongside, you know, a writer slash crew member slash cast member. I'm also working as a uh, the social media director. So I manage like the Instagram account. One thing that we all have in common is that we're, we're technically we're all in the sideshow, right? Yeah. 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 I know Daniel Zivian. He is he's been doing really good. A lot of output coming from sideshow right now. They also have a new uh, producer, which is in, Mary Claire. Uh, yes. Mary Claire. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I just have to say that working with um, <clears throat> oh, working with working with Sideshow has been like literally one of the most fun experiences that I've had at Michigan State University so, thus far. Like, um, it's it's just I can I feel like I can really be myself there, and I'm encouraged to be my best self while I'm there. And um, I also got to say I, I didn't think I was that funny beforehand, but like I've you know I've decided i've like talked to people about like pitching ideas and they you know they've told me like that's a really good idea so i feel really good about um being there that's great i feel like i don't know with telecasters so in general like back then when i first joined a bunch of the telecasters shows i really wasn't really talkative or like i'm still really not i don't consider myself that way but like just working with other like-minded people other creatives especially in an environment like telecasters at msu really helps like you know open you up you know and Mm -hmm. like you know you're willing to do more creative things uh sideshow has really been fun like i actually wrote and directed my first script and sideshow this like this this semester so it was really interesting and really like nice to like work with a lot of people and actually like be on a creative level at that you know aspect this this semester so yeah daniel's great everyone's great and it's really because i'm a mechanical engineering student this is all new to me and it's really nice to be like around other people who are creative because like i don't know in engineering it's mostly like deadlines 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 and like getting tasks done but here it's more like free thinking and like oh you know this is a good idea like test it out and stuff like that so i really i really like that aspect yeah Yeah. that's really awesome i feel like with like the media field especially 
I would still say a lot of deadlines, <laughs> especially. Uh, but yeah, I no, I see what you mean though with the, the creativity aspect and opening up your mind. Like, yeah, more yeah. room to play with. A lot less exams, I would say. <laughs> I've had exams for three weeks straight, so that's where I'm at right now. But <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, my time in sideshow. So I actually joined in the spring. Um, my kind of timeline was I joined turn first, and then through turn, Noel was like, "Hey." Uh, I'm going to bully you into joining uh, Beaumont. And then uh, through Beaumont, he was like, hey, like, I'm also going to bully you into joining Sideshow. So I got through Sideshow uh, through Noah. So thanks to him, shout out to Noah Bosch. Um, but Sideshow has really been able to show me just how far I've come as a screenwriter, especially. I think I've served mainly as a screenwriter for Sideshow. Um, and what it's shown me is that um, I could be good at writing comedy, which I really thought I would struggle with when I was first joining screenwriting. It's like, how do you write funny stuff? You know, how do you be, how do, how do you do the funny stuff, funny box? And um, I just, I'd write stuff and I would show it to people and they're like, hey, that's funny. And I'm like, hey, that's the point. It's supposed to be funny. And it works. And uh, I really enjoy being able to hopefully see one of my scripts get turned into a shoot we haven't really gotten to that point just yet but that's because there's so many other writers in the room it's like gotta let everyone have their turn of course i can't hog everything but it's uh it's good to see the future hopefully i will still be able to have time for it uh, my schedule is getting increasingly busy but um i always have a soft spot for a sideshow are you in are you in three shows right now i'm in three i'm okay. in turn sideshow and beaumont bulletin as well as additionally volunteering at impact so Okay, so you're pretty busy then. <laughs> yes, extremely. Um, I saw recently you wrote and directed for Tur is was that your first ever project that you wrote and directed? It was my first uh, directorial. It was my directorial debut project. It was my first. It was really my first script that I wrote that got turned into an actual uh, short film, which was crazy. Um, that whole production, the whole process, it was just like a very a big learning experience, of course, because you learn. Um, I mean, every time you make a film or do anything, you learn something. And me, I'm not a perfect, or I'm not perfect. So of course, I learned a lot of things. Um, definitely, one of the first things I learned was not to procrastinate because uh, my procrastination kind of uh, jinxed us a little bit in our first production. But I won't make that mistake ever again. But it was just really cool to know that I wrote this, and it was based off of a true experience I had. And then know it got turned into an actual thing that people are able to like click on and look at. Um, and did you i don't think you mentioned the name of it yet did you i haven't okay yeah, so go ahead. i just want to plug it real quick because <laughs> shameless plugging uh it's called out of the corner of your eye and it's on the turn msu youtube channel go check it out if you like horror uh again based on a true experience i won't say to what extent but it was just oh man it was so awesome too and i'm still you know i'm still writing more scripts for turn especially because i'm a big horror guy um, if anything, I write more scripts horror-wise than comedy, which is strange because it's sideshow. But no, it, it was it was awesome. I can't wait to hop in the director's chair again. So our next segment we're gonna go about is some entertainment news, since this is nearly clickbait, as I've been told at least that we do talk about. The entertainment, the movies, the pop culture, what makes the world spinning. Um, and got some updates on some productions, movies coming out. And also, today was Disney Day. I think I've got that right. But basically, uh, Disney and Marvel announced a whole bunch of updates and even new projects. Um, 
Disney has announced some miniseries, uh, most notably the Baymax miniseries. And Disney also revealed two new Marvel animated series. One of them is the Spider-Man Freshman Year animated series, as well as the X-Men 97 uh, miniseries, which is supposed to be kind of a uh, revival series of the original X-Men animated series. Uh, I never watched it. I I never kind of... I watched the the Amazing Spider-Man one, though. The '90s Spider-Man. I watched that. Don't worry. Don't. I would say you missed out. That that <laughs> no. I that cartoon was amazing. I remember watching. No, it I I definitely um <laughs> I definitely missed out. And just uh, the list piles up of how much I had to watch. But um, in addition to that, we got some first looks as in images at the She-Hulk series. Uh, with notably uh including I forget the main actress's name. Don't sue me. But as well as Mark Ruffalo and then Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight and the Miss Marvel. Uh, series, which brings me into the next segment, is that the Miss Marvel series, as some people at the station know, has been under some controversy as the titular comic book character is not going to have her signature stretchy limability. Instead, it was you said Shaman. What was it going to be? Uh, so it's very it's speculation, but I know there are some official like picture releases of her having changes in powers. So it's going to be more like Green Lantern. But basically, what the rumors are that she's going to have quote-unquote stretchy powers but it's gonna be green lantern so energy stretchy powers so like for example when she makes a fist and throws a fist it's gonna be energy instead of like her actual fist you know what i mean kind of like green lantern so i don't know people the audience hasn't been taking that very it's it's been double-sided some people are like oh it's cool you know new powers or some other people like you know i want you know the original comic book stretchy powers because everyone's like you know wants comic accuracy so yeah i they, they did release that they're pushing the show, so they did delay the show by a considerable amount. So no one really knows why, but some are speculating that they're going to do reshoots with their stretchy powers, and some are speculating it's just, you know, story plot. Possible reason could be that it just works better on screen to, like, have the, that Green Lantern-type power instead of, like, that stretchy power. It didn't sound like the original powers have any controversy or anything like that. So that's uh, one of my reasonings for it, that... I'm guessing. I personally would have liked an, uh, an updated version of the CGI they used for Mr. Fantastic's arms <laughs> from the, the Fox's uh, Fantastic Four movies from especially 2004. I'm looking at you, Rise of Silver Surfer. I just, you know, it, it's the same thing with how they handle Taskmaster. I just don't understand how they can't just make it come accurate. Um, maybe, yes, yeah, sure, this version of Taskmaster served the plot point better, but that story, but then they chose to write that story. So it's like, how do you have this character that everyone's expecting to be this way and it's not that character it's just i can understand the controversy and the upset going on with um miss marvel which delayed several months you just know that's reshoots and if they're really doing that then changing her powers to the public opinion it's kind of like a sonic the hedgehog situation (laughs) um that's gonna you know it can either go for better or for worse but yeah you know um along with on that note about any disney projects uh, Rogue Squadron, the Star Wars film that was supposed to center around, you know, X-Wing and uh, TIE Fighter dogfights and everything, was uh, being held by Patty Jenkins, has officially been pulled from production schedule indefinitely until further notice. Um, they just, they don't have, well, actually the number one reason is that Patty Jenkins is not available to work on it, which is funny because she is the helm of it. She's the director, and yet she is currently off working on other projects such as Wonder Woman 3 and Cleopatra, which understandably, you know, do your own projects, but it's sad to see that um, as right now, we're not going to be getting Rogue Squadron anytime soon. As a fellow Star Wars fan, and especially a bigger 
Star Wars uh, space battle slash dogfight fan. I mean, very disappointed and very sad to hear that we're not gonna be able to see that for a while. Um, I'm wondering, Jack, are you a are you a Disney like Star Wars or Marvel fan? Oh boy, this oh boy. this is at this point. Uh, I mean, it's okay if you aren't. After like the end game stuff, I haven't been paying much attention to any of the Marvel. Danny, get ready to never have me on your show again. I have never seen a Marvel movie. Never seen a Marvel movie. I mean, that is fine then, because honestly, he's, he's done. <laughs> so long, everybody. No. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, at this the, point, the last superhero movie I have watched is the 2019 joker movie that's not even that's not a superhero movie that's a it's a comic book movie it counts i mean yeah it's a villain movie see that's a hell of a good movie (laughs) oh no it's a great movie are you kidding me i love that movie movie. yeah i watched it twice that's like unheard of of of, i saw it in theaters twice too actually yeah i saw it with like two different people and like the second time like i noticed things like how like like of course like the first time i watched it just to like watch the story but the Mm -hmm. second time I watched it to um, picking it apart. Picking it apart. Um, I I definitely really like the soundtrack. How there are different like motifs oh. in the soundtrack to like whenever like, whenever Arthur kills somebody, and of course that that the the scene at the um, um on the Murray Franklin show. That's you know that's, I feel like not only just because of internet memes, it's become like you know one of the classic, like movie scenes of like this time, just of the impact of what he says and what he does and how he executes. Well, I mean, how he executes uh, like the the dialogue and the and Murray Franklin and himself. Yeah, that that was a great last scene. But when it comes to like um movies like Star Wars, um, I'm a little bit more on like aware of like what's going on, kind of with that. I I, I have not seen Rogue One yet, and uh oh, it's one of the best ones. At this point, I hate Disney, and I know that that sounds blasphemous. I like, to a lot of people, because okay, I don't, I can't, I can't say the, I hate Disney because I do enjoy a lot of their projects, but at the same time, I hate how, I hate their approach to, uh, I guess I hate capitalism in general, but like, well, well, we, they're monopolizing we everything can, basically. Exactly, we yeah. can do a whole podcast about capitalism, honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, I like Disney movies, but I don't like the way like Disney does business with yeah. some things. I mean. Or, or contracts. It kind of sucks because, like, I've, I really wanted to see Luca, but I don't have a Disney Plus account at all. Mm. Yeah. And, Actually, um, I have a Disney Plus account, but I haven't watched Luca yet. I don't know. I I've missed about either. just about every Pixar movie that's come out in the, the past two years. I haven't seen a single one, and I really want to watch Soul, especially. Soul is great. Soul is a good I, I haven't seen it. There, um, in Flint, I'm, I'm sure uh, you know this since you're from Davidson. You mm-hmm. know how they're, uh, off US 23, there's a, like a oh, yeah, US drive-in 20, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Um, I saw The Lion King there. The new one or the old one? The new one. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was. I had. I know someone who uh, saw the old, um, uh, the, the 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 new Lion King, and they they said that the only uh, version, the the only the only reason worth watching it was, uh, um, like Timon and Pumbaa. Um, it was uh, uh Seth Rogen, one of them, right? Oh, Billy, Seth, Billy Seth Eich- Rogen and Billy, Billy Eichner. Eichner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, of course, like that. I mean, Billy on the streets. Uh, Billy great, on the streets. Hilarious. <laughs> But like Jack Sedgwick for a dollar, name an actress. <laughs> name an actress. Oh. Uh, it's harder than I think. For a dollar. For a dollar. Name any woman. Name a woman. Miss. For a dollar. Name a woman. <laughs> no, it's a. You know that definitely. I definitely enjoyed that work. I I would have liked, um, if Billy Crystal came back because Billy Crystal's Timon, um, yes. is great. But Wait, you know. No, no. It was uh, what's his name? Uh, 
tip my tongue. He was in uh he was in this movie with Robin Williams. Um Nathan Lane. Yeah, he was uh Billy Crystal was uh Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But I thought wasn't Billy Crystal also Timon in the original? Am no, I getting I, this wrong? I thought, I thought it was Nathan Lane. Time to do some research. I, I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean we have our phones right now, we could look it up. <laughs> but I will say, um, when it comes to reboots, I just learned like this morning that there's gonna be a Pinocchio <gasps> reboot. Yeah, I was wrong, dude. It was Nathan Lane. What but the heck? That's Matthew exactly... Broderick was in that movie. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was uh, Simba after he grew up. And Jeremy Irons was Scar. Man, I have to revisit that movie. I'm. Yeah. I have not. I was gonna say though, wow. that's exactly why I hate like the entertainment industry nowadays because reboot, reboot, reboot. reboot so bland. Remake. You know, that's why Disney, that's like the epitome of like remakes and reboots and sequels. Yeah. And like when I was in high school, yeah. um, uh, it was when that 70s show was still on Netflix. And now they just announced that there's going to be a a reboot on Netflix uh, set in the 90s. It's going to be called That 90s Show. How original. <laughs> it's not that I understand. I see why they might be remaking some older Disney movies from the 40s. Like I know there's been um Pinocchio reboot. Well, and I know there was Dumbo. And it's uh, been announced for a while. But they they updated more on it today is what I oh okay which well, that's fine because I mean I I'm gonna be honest I kind of forgot about it for a while but I know that Tom Hanks is gonna be in it and I think Luke Ev- Luke Evans is in it now too but like stuff like from recently being rebooted like um like The Lion King and Aladdin and Mulan Mulan came out the year I was born I have seen two Mul- Mulans in my lifetime I, mean, <laughs> I haven't seen them because uh. Well, I heard the second Mulan's like really like I did not hear good things about. Oh, the, I mean, any of the classic well, Disney sequels, those are the straight to video, straight to VHS like ones. Like Lion King two, Aladdin two, Jafar's Revenge two, like no, Lilo and Stitch two. Yeah, Disney Plus gives us a good way to like view those like lesser known Disney movies. Like who who here has like seen Oliver and Company? I no, I don't even know that, what that is. I, exactly, but like. <laughs> I haven't seen, um, I can't remember the last time I haven't fully watched 101 Dalmatians. Oh, that's a good I one. I definitely didn't check out um, Cruella. Cruella, definitely didn't. I, I love me some Emma Stone. I didn't see it, though. For some reason, my my partner, she loves that movie. But I think it's because of the whole like mise-en-scene and like the whole production design. Mm-hmm. That's what appeals to her. Oh, really? I can see the appeal in that. I think... The soundtrack, too, was cool. Yeah. With that movie, they like did it different, though, right? I feel like her origin story. Yeah, or did she? I haven't watched it, so I, I couldn't don't know. tell you honestly. I never watched it. Okay. <laughs> honestly, I watched it once, but like that was it. Usually, yeah. whenever I watch a movie and then I don't care much for it, I won't watch it again, and then I'll forget about it. Yeah, that's everything that these reboots are gonna be. Is that forgettable? Because like, I mean, aside from like just how, like how like not good they are, and um, I feel like. Especially, yeah, it's it's mainly the um, nostalgia factor, and um, that's how they draw in all the audiences. Is hey, remember, remember Aladdin? Remember? I mean, yeah. I think earlier this year was like the um, the Friends reboot thing. Yeah, the Friends could reunion. Could not care less about that. I yeah. watched it, and it was horrible. I mean, it was it was so okay. It was it was it was. I like the moments where like all the cast members like got together and they talked about the old times that was very real and emotional but like it was just a big cash grab i mean yeah had totally. I, of course are you kidding me well i mean literally like yeah the thing is the was, people the old executives of hollywood right now they don't know what's like what's going to sell right what audiences are going to want to see so they just go with like 
what they already did. What well, yeah, what they already did because like it's easy. Yeah. Which like I understand, but like that's what happens in a you know in a world of capitalism. Well, and then like what's unfortunate about that is that studios that are actually doing something interesting like A twenty four, um, recently their movies been making a lot more money. But like movies in the past, like especially the past like five years, like the movies they were indie films. They're labeled that way. Like they didn't make uh 500 million at the box office you know but that's you know that's how it is that's how it works with hollywood films it's like they have less marketing because they have less budgets but it's good to know that they're being recognized more especially like you know a24 also gives birth to new directors especially with people such as ari aster uh directing uh hereditary it's one of my favorite horror films of all time it's aimed from a24 um and then like talking another realm of at least not sort of indie films, but a breath of fresh air in Hollywood is uh, Christopher Nolan. In my opinion, he really just he keeps things fresh. I mean, his movies come out every so couple of years, but when they do, it's so it's such a great pull from the monogamous remakes, reboots, and everything because he does original ideas. Which brings me into um, talking about him. His newest film that's coming out soon. It's called Oppenheimer, that they're uh, creating, which is based on. Um, I forgot the first guy's name, but Oppenheimer, who built the atomic bomb during World War II. Killian uh, Murphy is going to be the main star. He's going to play Oppenheimer. And then recently, actually, um, Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon joined the casting for that movie. Oh, wow. I, just, I really want to go see really that now. Really interesting, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., I haven't heard him like since, since Endgame, uh, like the Marvel movie. So, I mean, it's great that he's going to be in a Christopher Nolan movie because I really do respect Christopher Nolan as a director, too. He's really talented. Yeah, I actually just recently watched uh, his third film, I believe it is, Insomnia, with uh, Al Pacino, Rob Williams, which Rob Williams, uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, gives a very different performance in Insomnia. Normally everyone knows him as the very goofy uh, comedy relief character, but in Insomnia he plays the lead suspect in a murder case, and he is uh, chilling, and he is disturbing, and I love it. It's... um, it's great to see that kind of different pace for him. It's, you know, because it, it's like a, you know, an actor or an actress who they've always been known for one thing and they do something very different, but that very different thing is such a uh, breath of fresh air, but it also shows, expands their acting um, prowess or acting range. It's just really nice to see that happen. I love Interstellar. Oh, great, oh that's great a movie. great movie. Me I being an ME major, mechanical engineering major, the scientific <laughs> accuracy in that movie is insane. The black hole that was insane. They like, published two <laughs> papers out of that movie. Yeah, scientific <laughs> papers wow. got published because like, of that. It was like honestly that that brings me to a whole nother topic of like world climate crisis or whatever. Like it's gonna be so funny. Like in fifty years, when everyone's like, "Oh my God, the Earth is dying!" Like, what did we do? I'm like, fifty years ago, you could have done something, but you could have seen Interstellar. You could have seen Nolan. Interstellar. Wait, you're telling me that we, we used to have a layer of ozone? We used to what? have a layer of, ozone. but yeah, no, that movie was brilliant. I I love that. Also, The Martian. That was also a great movie. Oh, great! Really great movie with yours truly, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I've seen that movie. Not even joking, oh. like five times. It's insane. That was a great. Any but, movie with space, honestly, of, like personally, I I mean, I love space. Oh, so, I did too. Right I, with you here. And I really liked uh, Gravity. I saw that in theaters when that came yeah. out about eight, yes. years, eight years. That sounds like cool. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was a great I actually years. just watched it this year. Wasn't it? It was for a film class. I thought it was good. I was like literally like I was on the edge of my seat. But then again, at the same time, I was like, I was also 14. So like I hadn't like seen a good like a movie with that much realism and action. It was very like 
new. It took them to like what at least three years to make it. Yeah. I love space science fiction movies. I can't movies. believe they actually let Sandra Bullock go into space. I know, That's right? Crazy. The before before been... Tom Cruise of all people. I mean, wow. The budget must have been astronomical. Sandra Bullock <laughs> walked so nice. Tom Cruise could run as he does in all his movies. I was gonna say, speaking of Christopher Nolan. That's why I respect directors like him, Wes Anderson, or like even like Denis Villeneuve, like yes, auteur directors. I like watching their movies instead of like the studio movies, you but, know. But they stay away from reboots and remakes. That's what they do. Well, can't say that about Denis with Dune, but I think that was a film that needed to be brought. Like, you know, like there's Disney doing like, oh, remember Home Alone? Well, we're gonna do it again with just some <laughs> random kid that you you've heard of from one movie. Um, but Dune, it's like 1984, like no one, at least in the general movie going sphere of today, like not a lot of people probably recognize or remember Dune coming out in 1984 from Dave Lynch. But I think that being made was necessary because it brought it to modern audiences because a lot of modern moviegoers might not know about that. Like I didn't know about Dune until the, this one was announced. Have you seen David Lynch's Dune? I actually haven't. Oh, you haven't? I want to watch it though, so I can compare the two because... I was probably one of the few people that saw Dune and the new one that came out in theaters, and I didn't really like it that much. Um, really? I think it also came from the fact that my uh, IMAX movie theater that I was watching it in, the volume was just way too high, so uh, I was getting absolutely destroyed by the uh, by Hans Zimmer's soundtrack while I watched mm-hmm. uh, Timothy Chalamet run through a sand world. But, it, you know, it... I'm glad that it's going to be getting a second and a third part, which they officially announced not only is it getting a second part, but they're going to start filming this summer, summer of 2022. Um, I just think it's it's definitely, it feels like a part one. Like it's not, I, but also at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's a complete movie. Like it ends in an awkward place, but I mean, what can you do? But I, I definitely, it was different when I was expecting and I kind of want to say I was a little bit disappointed, but you know. Um, and I speaking with Anderson, you said I actually just saw the French Dispatch last night. I went to the theater. What do you think? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Definitely not my favorite Wes Anderson film, and I feel like because this one's broken up in like three different stories, it's kind of hard to like have an overarching like storytelling line when it's three different things and people only get so much time. But I did like it. Um, definitely thought he's done better before with um fantastic mr fox and the grand mm-hmm. budapest hotel and i also recently just watched i love dogs too i thought it was great i got a confession to make i know i, I mentioned wes anderson earlier but i've never seen any wes anderson never, movies. never seen fantastic mr fox even that yeah that's such a great Do you thing. have disney plus yes it's on disney plus I and know. i love dogs on it watch them both i've been meaning to because like right now i'm the fiction filmmaking capstone and our ep you know harrison they're a huge wes anderson oh, fan and one of the biggest ones i know yeah so i, I feel like i need to watch it right now for the capstone we're like shooting something and i i know Harrison, they're really, I don't know, into Wes Anderson, and its whole style of the movie is gonna be like he's not like copying him, but like it's yeah, very but inspired it's, it's, by him. It's you know, it's using that kind of excuse me, same uh, cinematography techniques, especially with you know, very obsessed with symmetry, specific color palettes, and everything, camera movements. Well, like um, the opening scene in Fantastic Mr. Fox is really well done because it's one uninterrupted. I mean, it's animation, but it's like one uninterrupted pan yeah like shot throughout the farm and um one take yeah and it's got a really good soundtrack because during that scene um there's the song uh heroes and villains by the beach boys which is like 
when you think of the Beach Boys, you don't think of the song like Heroes and Villains. You think about like all their surfing stuff and like rewatching that again recently because I, I, I lately I've been like obsessed with like Brian Wilson and his work with the Beach Boys. So love Brian Wilson. Which, yep. by the way, I have to say, um, biopics are a great. That's why I really want to see that uh, the Oppenheimer biography because mm-hmm. like um, biopics are like. One that that's my thing personally. Like I really like learning about some people. There's so many biopics coming out. Um, Lo- Love and Mercy, which is the one about Brian Wilson, it has that. to be like yep. one of the coolest biopics I've ever seen. Like Paul Dano plays the role of Brian in the '60s, and then John Cusack he plays the role of Brian in the '80s. Anyway, going back to um, uh, Wes Anderson's movies. Like I really think like his movies are just they just they're so different. They just radiate like this like cute neatness about them and they're just like they're very i just like the way they look they're very pleasing to the eyes they're very cozy movies but like you know danny um i can't recommend if you if you have to start somewhere with wes anderson you have to start fantastic mr fox it's like an absolute necessity you watch that movie yes i think i might just watch it tonight then because i need to start somewhere like i've always been meaning to watch wes anderson because i feel like he's contemporary you know and like he's one of the biggest ones but i don't know I know about his style. Everyone talks about mm-hmm. a Wes Anderson style, but I just haven't seen one. That's kind of a lie because I did watch like the first like ten minutes of Grand Budapest when I was when, awesome, when that great. first when that first came out. I don't know. That was like the early 2010s. 2014. I I appreciated the colors, but then like I wasn't really in a film where like mise en scène, set design, and all that back then. You know, cinematography. So mm-hmm. I was like, eh, whatever. I, I I didn't like it. No, we we could uh. <laughs> On another episode, I we could talk about directors. Like especially, I have so many favorite directors that have so many different styles, so many different movies that you could talk about them all. I mean, I could talk about Edgar Wright all day. Edgar and his Last work. Night in Soho. Have you seen that? I actually, <laughs> I've seen so many movies recently. I did see Last Night in Soho. That's a good movie. I did. I see thought that. it was good. Uh, again, kind of like with Wes Anderson, not one of his best though. I would say I've definitely seen better. Um, if anything, that partway through, I forgot I was watching an Edgar Wright movie, which I don't mean the smack on Edgar Wright. I love him. Edgar Wright, if you're listening to this podcast somehow, I love you. Please don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Um, it just didn't really feel like him, which I can understand he's going for something different. But at the same time, I f- he's done different in so many movies, and they've all kind of, you can tell, it's like, oh, this is an Edgar Wright movie. I mean, um, from his my favorites, Hot Fuzz and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and of my second favorite movie of all time, which is Baby Driver. Um, this just kind of felt like it just felt different. Like it's, it's the black sheep of the clan, yeah. I feel like. But I still enjoyed it. I mean, it was definitely something different, I would say. Uh, great performances from Thomas McKenzie and Anna Taylor-Joy, which yeah, Anna Taylor-Joy is always a delight to have on screen. Really great. Yes. I've seen Baby Driver. That's the one I've seen. Great. Okay. I haven't seen that. He's good. He's cleared. He's cleared. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's definitely, it's like, think of it in a great movie. It's like, I'll tell you because it's my second favorite movie of all time go for that one like it's a must watch i mean oh my goodness i almost saw baby driver in theaters but um i decided to go see it instead and honestly i don't remember anything from it <laughs> so i probably should have gone to see uh, baby driver i don't blame you for going to see it but baby driver definitely have to revisit it as some you have to, you have to watch it something i mean i'll have a i'll have a baby driver screening at my apartment it's like people just come watch it it's such a great movie i would really wait um, how can i like is it like on Amazon? Prime I don't. I, you know what? It's actually because I, I, I own it on Blu-ray, so oh. I can even let you borrow it from me. But I don't remember. Oh, it's on Hulu, oh, but with a premium oh, subscription. Oh, I have Hulu. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's on Hulu. 
Wait. It says premium subscription. Oh, with a premium. So, like, you have to, like, oh, have a specific. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have the basic thing. Um, just, yeah. just message me. I can get it for you. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, you, you can get, you know, one, two, three movies. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can get it for you. you want, <laughs> what are you talking about, Danny? That doesn't exist. Oh, what are you talking it about? It doesn't oh, exist. You want free movie? <laughs> I can get you a free movie. Pirating, <laughs> pirating is illegal. Don't do it. I, I never said that, okay? Just for the record. Oh, yeah. And sorry. And I, never, and I never said I would take the suggestion, too. So Yeah, yeah who I'm, said that? I don't so know what we're talking is, about. This is airtight right here. We're talking about completely legal, governmentally approved activities <laughs> whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. No one said illegal or government in the same sentence, okay? <laughs> also, sure. we, we have discovered that we obviously have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Movies, entertainment, anything, really. Yeah. But also telecasters. And with, uh, with time, more telecasters projects get made, and talk about more telecast stuff, but also especially movie entertainment news. Um, I think this has been a great first introductory episode, at least a continuation episode, I should say, because it's not, it's not a new thing. But um, definitely going to be talking about, we definitely know what we're going to be talking about in the future episodes. I feel like we're going to be able to really, you know, I feel confident with the cast we have here. So. All right, that's really awesome. Thank you all for coming today. Um, I'm Danny Wynn, and I'm with my guest, Jack, and... Shamit? <laughs> Sorry. I kind of blinked out there for a second. No, poor Shamit. This has been your I'll... co-host, Mason Allen, the newest special director's project. Yes. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll see y'all in two weeks.